Locked on Boomer in the Morning. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour three of the program, our guest hotline brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar, 13-time Consumer Choice Award winner for takeout or delivery. It's Atlas Pizza. For every dollar you spend, earn points towards free pizza with their rewards program. 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. The Calgary Flames will jet off to Nashville. Nashville. Predators tomorrow night. Minnesota on Thursday, the Jets on Friday. Hmm. Uh, Flames 9-1-1 one one in their last 11 games. Just cruising. We we talked last week, you want to be playing, you know, you got to get guys, you got to be playing your best, this whole thing. Well, three games left. It has been a pretty solid finish to the season here. Yeah, that's weird. You think back to that uh, six-game run against divisional foes, you went to what, LA, Anaheim, San Jose, Seattle, Seattle, Vegas? They win five of six, but it was like, yeah, well, they only played a couple periods there, and this game, they were good there. Well, Vegas are really bad, and then, you know, they kind of sleepwalked here. Nine, one, and one in their last 11. Yeah. Finding a way. Uh, so, Nashville, we wondered last week, uh, you may have noticed or you may have heard, mm-hmm. uh, fellas, that, uh, how many goaltending starts for Jacob Markstrom has been a bit of a discussion topic, uh, not just here, but among uh, Flames fans. This was Daryl on, I guess it would have been Thursday on the workload of uh, of Jacob Markstrom. He's had lots of breaks this year. You guys should dig into it a little bit more. He had a 17-day break. He had a nine-day break. He had a, another seven-day break. If we play him... One or two of these last, he's probably going to get a four or five day break and then another four or five day break. He said lots of breaks. Yeah, but the thing about breaks then is that his play that he's had to have outside just, of those breaks is even just, more condensed, isn't it, Dean? Because it's a, like they're, they're still playing 82. And with all those breaks, man, he must be busy when he's not on a break. Now, this was prior to the Vancouver game, and he said if he plays one or two of the next four. Uh, did not even dress on Saturday. Love it. Dustin Wolf came up. And backed up Dan Vladar, who aside from maybe the third goal, I mean, it's who the, cares at that the point? It's over. The Pedersen shot is is a terrific shot. Uh, Quinn Hughes is allowed to walk out in front. That's bit of a de- bit of a defensive uh, lapse there. Connor Garland, again, he manages to get a stick on a waist high pass from Tyler Myers. Not a lot, just not a lot there when you look at Vladar. He now 3-0-1 in his last four starts since March the 1st. Now, he's come in in relief a couple of times. Mm-hmm. 5-2-1, a 2.54, and a 9-11. It's perfect. It's fine. It's As a backup, yeah. of a backup, you're, you're, you're happy. Good to that. see him get his third home start of the year. So now... <laughs> That's uh, 38 for Markstrom and 3 for Vladar. I just can't help. It's unbelievable. Uh, Nashville tomorrow, the thought... Maybe because Vladar started last week. Are you looking to maybe kind of keep your starters a secret? Mm. Maybe a little bit of uh, you know, not so much subterfuge, but we're gonna have uh, gonna really make you think about who we're gonna. You're gonna, not getting a look. I'm gonna try to throw you off the scent. Yeah. You're not you. gonna get a look. You're gonna alter the lineup. 
versus Nashville, of course, being that they are a potential playoff opponent? From a coaching standpoint, all we get three and four games coming up. That, to me, is the hammer of the schedule. Teams now, and we're no different than probably Nashville, you use a lot of guys because of the schedule. There's a lot of guys dinged up and things like that, so... There's so much video work done now and so much pre-scouting that there's times where, as a head coach, I, mean, I think I might know more about the other team than, than about our own team. It is a good point. I don't know that mm. if you go with Vladar tomorrow that Nashville is going to have their palms to the sky. We, we've, seen, we've seen Vladar twice. We have no idea about Jacob Markstrom right now. Does he still catch with his left hand? Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know how... I sort of got it a bit with Colorado. It's a hostile environment. They were, you know, at the top of their game at that point. I don't think hiding him is going to, they're not going to know who he is. It's not like they haven't played in the same conference as Marshall for the last five years. And it may work in other sports, and even then you wonder, because like Daryl said, there's all kinds of satellite dishes and things now. You can watch tape. You can kind of get tendencies and all of that. Also not the first time Daryl's talked about the pre-scouting. Mm-hmm. and kind of giving credit to it. The ladies and or gentlemen who are working behind the scenes to get the data, cut it, put it together for the coach, not so much in a, we do a great job, our guys do a great job, but he has mentioned a few times about how their pre-scouting has been a factor for them. So if they can take that as a bit of you know, credit, then, uh, then it is there for them. And I wonder if it's two or one for Markstrom the rest of the way. What does it mean for Wolf? Two he's, feels about right, doesn't it? He's on a emergency basis, which means he'll ha- he'll go down. He'd have clinched, and they got a first round bye, so he can hang out. He's not in any time pinch here, and they get uh, Chechilev a little look at him now. So, hey, doesn't seem to be a problem if they needed uh, Wolf to. Getting sneak into the playoffs or grab a spot, I think they'd have them. Nashville's going to play hard tomorrow. They're in for playoff positioning. Minnesota, within the division, they want home ice. I guess it's not going to be locked down by Thursday. It might be. But I think there's a good chance that they'll have reason to play hard in that game. And there's really nothing left for Winnipeg as they've been eliminated. But as we as we saw, they... Uh, Kyle Connor just five away from 50. Yeah, you can turn things around when... Uh, when you're when you're on the outside looking in, apparently. So we'll see what the uh, what the week looks like. But again, I think I think you will see Connor Mackey get in. I think you will see Michael Stone get in. You have the is is there any harm no. in, in giving Good Branson or Tanev or whomever? Yeah, I'd say your 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 physical workhorses take one of the back to backs. Sure. Sure. Speaking of uh, Christopher Tano. It'd be nice to get Carpenter one more game in there too, I think. Yeah. Uh, the Calgary Flames announcing today, Chris Tanev nominated for the Bill Masterton Memorial, uh, the Memorial Trophy, which is uh, awarded by the Professional Hockey Writers Association. Are you part of that? God, no. I'm not a professional in anything. Uh, the annual award goes to the NHL player who best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, Sportsmanship and dedication to hockey. Dedication. While Tanev has had some tough luck with injuries during his stint in Vancouver, he hasn't missed a single game in his two seasons with the Flames. That certainly doesn't mean that the durable, dependable defenseman isn't often playing through pain. The 32-year-old is a is a mentor 
to his blue line partners, a respected leader in the locker room, and the sort of underrated player that you appreciate more and more when you see him in action every night. He is a fearless shot blocker, consistently sacrificing his body to help out his goaltender. Mm. Flame starter Jacob Markstrom showed his appreciation this season with a mask that includes a tribute to Tanev's one-of-a-kind hockey smile. Tanev is a worthy candidate for the Masterton Trophy. That from the Calgary chapter of the PHWA. Sure. Undrafted. Nothing given uh, to, uh, to Chris Tanev. 32 years of age. Out of Toronto, and you look—he was—he was a waxer at one point. Markham, a Markham waxer. Was he RIT as well? I feel like he was RIT. Went to RIT. Not to be confused with RPI. ROI. I don't know that team. DUI. Sir, hope not. Then played for the Moose, then the Canucks, and now two seasons for the Flames. And again, you—you hmm. you marvel at. At the player. I sit here, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. When he was signed on free agency night, I was unsure. I was like, okay, uh, you know, rugged. Missed a lot of time. Stay-at-home guy. Missed a lot of time. I mean, there's no offense there. It's defense first. Yeah, he's he's a right shot. So this is is the replacement for TJ Brody. This is the Brody. Brody money. Okay. And... He has been great. worth every penny. And I don't know if he's, it's kind of the same thing they talked about in Hughes in Vancouver. How much is he responsible for the kind of year that Shillington's having? I think Oliver Shillington deserves a lot of credit for how well he's played. Yep. But Tanev seems, I've never played in the NHL, seems like a guy you can depend on. And you hear it a lot about trust. Daryl talked about it yesterday too. As you get set, what do you want to see out of your team? What do you need to see the last week? Just coming together, playing well, the defensemen working on their chemistry together, mm-hmm. that trust, we've heard that more than once. It's really, I think, allowed Shillington to take some of those chances. Everyone's looked better on Tanev's left, including Quinn Hughes last year in Vancouver. But yeah, Shillington's had a great year. And I think these pairs, I, I don't know that it would have gone as well with Nikita Zadorov. In fact, it uh, instilled a lot of fear in many people that those two may have been penciled in ahead of the training camp as a second pair. Um, I, I think a lot of the success of Good Branson and Zadorov is that they're slotted properly. They're given, you know, a job description and a task that's within their means. Uh, those pairs are really nice. It's been a great, great strength of the team this year. That's one of the last things you would have expected after Mark Giordano left for nothing. And if you want to know about... Chris Tanev's career, he's already set a career high for games played this year. Since becoming a full-time NHLer, 64, 70, 69, 53, 42, 55, 69, 56, that's all of a COVID-shortened season last year, and 79 of 79 so far this year. And only two full seasons in the NHL will be his two in Calgary. Two years left on the deal after this year. His six goals tied for a career high, his 28 points. Marking a season or a career high. His previous high he hit twenty twice prior to that. And just another guy with uh, having a career. Is that what I'm hearing? Just another guy. We can do that. There's 10, 11 guys. Yeah. Who isn't right? And what's and what's your problem? Michael Backlund's not. Um, Toffoli's not. Coleman is not. Yarn Croak is not. Lucic is not. 
Yeah, the whole fourth line's not. And it, then the whole blue line probably is. It looked like Lucic Both was going to, are. right? Remember at the start of the year when he came out scoring well, like gangbusters? I mean, you knew it wasn't going to continue, He wasn't going to score 30. But yeah, I mean, we, we got to remember, like, Lucic, when he arrived here, was already well into the back nine of his career. There, there was no, like, he's the best power forward in the game, 25 goals, fights. Like, he was an absolute man-child in Boston. Yeah. He we would, knew that was never coming back. That and That's delusional if you thought that guy was coming back. When he landed there, he was one of those guys that you saw immediately. He should be a Bruin. Yep. That's, that's going to work. That's going to work just fine. And could have played anywhere. You play that style, any team's going to take you. You mentioned Lucic, and he's also one of the guys that the fans love, right? They You hear them roaring every time he touches the puck. I think every, he's he's easy to love. He's easy to enjoy. And now it's the playoffs where... I think people would expect this is your time to shine. This is where, as a cup winner, as a veteran, what what more do you have? Sutter was asked yesterday about the expectations for Luch now that we're right on the cusp of the postseason. Play the role, maximize his skill set. That's what he does. That's what he's done. You know, I think that there's a time between Los Angeles and signing in Edmonton and probably his first year here where and he'll be the first one to tell you that had gotten away from him. But I think that having a good relationship with him and him understanding where he is at his career and opportunity to play on a good team again and be an important part of it. It's interesting because we've heard the stories about where he was at coming out of Edmonton. Wasn't good. And even early on here. There was, it was kind what, of Jeff a, Ward coming in was a big thing because Peters had relegated him to a pretty small role, said he contemplated retirement with, what, Scott Oak on yeah. After Hours that year? And you wonder what that, to what degree that was for him. Because there's always that human side, and it's it's easy as fans and observers. You look at the money he's making. Is, is he making a lot? Yeah. He signed a big free agent deal, and there's there's he's just not worth the contract. So how do you make yourself valuable? In other ways. And he's a guy that is, he has the build and the ability to do that. You wonder what that was like for him. Proud guy, big contract. You would feel like you're stealing money. Year one in Edmonton, 23 goals, 50 points. They go that year all the way to round two of the postseason. Everything was fine. Remember he was uh, being courted. They were showing him the nearly completed Rogers Arena. Yeah. Rogers Place, whatever they're calling it. Um, Rogers Arena would have been Vancouver. But it was like, wow, what an exciting time to join this organization. Next year, 10 goals, year after six. Ooh. And then the trade. And that was the, he's he can't play anymore, was kind of the, yeah. the narrative in Edmonton. And I think, to your point, I think he wore it. I think he was not happy. Like he was probably in a darker place relative to other points of his career. And the trade was born out of, I guess, necessity for both sides. There was a massive need for a change of scenery for both guys. You remember what your thought process was or when you when you first heard? Because we had heard rumors. Remember we, we were talking about on the air, like this is no, this is not happening. An oil, a, a huge deal like this, huge in terms of the salary and mm-hmm. the, and the names. Granted, guys in this back half of their career, but they're not going to make this trade. And then it happens. Mm-hmm. What was your initial 
gut reaction. Remember, I was in Toronto. I'm seeing a coaching conference, and I was just like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, there's there's a lot here. Um, but I didn't think it was necessarily good or bad for one side or the other. Like, it made a lot of sense. James Neal was not going to be able to get a top six role here. Michael Backlund's line was the 3M line. Elias Lindholm had just come in on the right side. He was pouty pants and scratched in the playoffs. His gib of bleep meter was broken. And you bring in a guy who's like, oof, I don't know how much is left. But they're going to need some salary to make that wash. You might get an extra pick out of it the third rounder, which they eventually did. I don't know. I didn't hate it, but I certainly didn't. Love it. It was a similar problem for a similar problem. It wasn't like it was, hey, we're way better. It was like, look, we got a major problem here. and We're going to bring another problem in that maybe could be less of a problem. Yeah. And both sides kind of sold it as that. And to be fair, in year one for the Oilers, it worked for them. And so I know to, for me, it felt like one of those ones where you're swapping a tainted, right? A tainted player for a tainted player yeah they're distressed assets both of them at that point and i i know for, i wondered maybe was peters being overly aggressive with james neal because he never did get time on that top line and then as the year went on he didn't deserve any more ice time than what he no, was getting he wasn't gonna work anyone yeah as long as peters was the coach it wasn't going to work that was clear but james has james neal, he had to wear some of that as well I just, I thought this is, it's cool. Who doesn't love Lucic? But man, there's not much there. This is a big, slow guy. And now Neil's going to go and play on a wing with McDavid. He is going to score Yeah, goals. he was going to get power play one net front. And yeah, there was, what, like 11, 12 goals in the first month and a half? It was wild. Yeah. This is going to be better for your room. You wanted Neil to leave. There were... I'm guessing very few deals that existed where a team was going to take James with that money, where uh, even if they were shipping someone out, there was sort of talk that Louis Erickson's name was involved in some of those. Yeah. Like if you're going to move Lucic or you're going to move Neil, it has to be one of those similarly uncomfortable contracts. So then of course he lands in Edmonton scores 19 goals in 55 games. It's like, yeah, well, yeah, we knew, we knew this was coming. If you're a flames fan, you had to kind of, Sit sit with it and know that Oiler fans were going to be in your ear about this trade when Neil starts scoring goals, and he scored almost yeah, immediately. Like four in the yeah. first week of the year. And then... Patrick or four goals yeah, in one And game. then it started to go south. And then Lucic came on. And you look They've back... They've won the deal. It's not close. It's not close. Um, now, Edmonton got to buy out Neil, but that means they've got another four years with him on the books. That's a nightmare. Yeah. The one thing about the Lucic deal was it was not buyout a bull in the sense of there's very little to be gained buying it out because there was so much signing bonus money. That was not an issue with the Neal deal. So if you were at the point you were going to buy out or you wish you could have bought out Lucic, well, why not swap it for a contract you can buy out? And heck, maybe you get a couple of years of production before you have to buy it out. It's kind of, That was their approach. And for the Flames, you said, okay, well, Neal can't fit in our top six, so... If we can get someone who can play on our bottom six and make the cap work and get another pick out of it, also we address getting a little tougher, maybe that'll work for us. And someone that you knew was good for the room. Yeah, because Neil was not. Neil was not. It's, it's and not up for debate. It was, it was an awful fit in the room. Now, could it have been different? Who knows? 
Were there incidents that got it off on the wrong foot? Was it never going to work? Who knows? Only those guys could tell us. But he was a very negative factor around that team. That was the view from afar. That was the feedback from people closer to it. And it was the only thing that didn't go perfect that 18-19 regular season, right? He signs here for good money. This is Neil, right? Signs the free agent deal. Is probably told, here's how it's going to work. Here's the scenario that exists for you here. Here's why you should come here because we see you as this. I'm playing Johnny's wing. I'm guessing that was top line. And then it doesn't happen. So not that it's blame, but there's contributing factors to all of it. He could have handled it differently for sure. But uh, all's all's well, more or less, that ends well. And now you head into the playoffs with Lucic, and you hope that he can have enough left in the tank to be that force, to be that guy who's been there and help some of these guys who haven't been. Push some piles. Make sure if anyone crosses a line with your star player that you're right in their face. And, yeah, if things get physical, we know he's comfy with that. You know, we're not going to judge Milan Lucic's postseason by how many goals he scores, no. but if he wants to chip in a couple, that wouldn't hurt. Did you see him on hockey? You probably wouldn't have. He uh, he had the jacket on again. You've seen him. Oh, yeah, the Bond villain jacket. With the, uh, no, no, this Lucic with that yeah, tight. Yeah, I know, the, 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 tight, the black leather thing. Yeah, yeah. that black, uh, had a cowboy hat on to go with it. The uh, the big black cowboy hat. All right. Uh, this is Wes Gilbertson asking. Did you lend him that cowboy hat last night? <laughs> no. He's going to get a work cowboy hat, not a parade hat. <laughs> Is it leather? I don't. I just seen it. I didn't even till I, I was in bed last night. Seen it on TV. So you, mm. he says you need to get should have got a work cowboy hat, not AKA, a not a, a not a parade cowboy that's hat. A fancy. Yeah. I'm a businessman dressing that's up as a right. cowboy hat. Yeah. Not a. I'm actually going to go out and mend this fence <laughs> at 5 a.m. hat. Yeah. That's. A, I'm taking clients to the rodeo Tuesday afternoon. That's I need right. to get yeah, some we're in stuff. The box. Yeah. We're in the box. Neil's got four years left, cap it this year and three more of 1.9 dead money. So almost $2 million a year next year and two years after that. On, Ed- on Edmonton's cap? On Edmonton's cap. As for the Calgary Flames, they've got one year left on Lucic. The cap hits five and a quarter, but interestingly, he's got a signing bonus July 1 for $3 million, after which it's only a $1 million in salary. That's an attractive contract for only one type of team. Cheap and get me to the floor. And yeah. Not to suggest that that's going to happen or that Milan's got full control of the situation if you'd want that to happen. But it is also an offseason where theoretically they're going to have to free up, what, 25 to 28 million bucks, 30 million bucks on raises for existing players. Just for clarity, so people know what you're saying, because you've got. That's a great, that would be an attractive one for a team like, say, Arizona. Yeah, or Ottawa. Someone that's going to, they got to get to the floor. They're not competitive this year. It's 5.25 of cap hit, but I'm only having to pay a million bucks. The owner would love that. Yes. And if you're not going to win this year and you need to get to the floor somehow, that's not something where the Flames are going to have to bribe you to take it so much as, yeah, that, that works for us. You wonder if that conversation has happened. With Lucic and the GM or mm. with the GM and other teams? Be, no, Lucic and the Flames here. Because this has, was the GM that got him out of Edmonton. And this was the GM that didn't seem surprised when Milan Lucic waved his no move so that he was exposed for the Seattle expansion draft. 
Wasn't surprised at all. No. Almost felt like he knew that was coming. Wink, wink. And good on the player for doing it, if that's yeah. the case. And he knew that, that if that's what I have to do to get myself into a spot where I can have success again, get out of a spot that's not good, then so be it. And maybe this was another part of that conversation that may or may not have happened. Is that, look, that last year, that deal. <laughs> look, in We 21, know Johnny's yeah. up and we know Kachuk's up. In 21-22, both of them are going to have 40 goals and 100 points. We're going to really need... <laughs> yeah, and this kid that was our eighth defenseman last year, he's going to be a top four all of a sudden. Ouch. Yeah. yeah. And a sixth rounder is going to pop 35 for us. We'll do what you want to talk about when we come back. Your text's coming in 960-960 as the Flames head into the final week. Three games remain this regular season. Sportsnet 960, the fan. This is Boomer in the Morning with Ryan Pinder on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Today, day one of our new contest with Green Drop. Day one. Every Thursday, we'll find a way to give away a beautiful basics program, Buzz Shield insect program. They're going to come and take care of your lawn for you. You know what they make it? Luscious. Oh. Luscious. Who's the king of their yard? Brought to you by Green Drop. Visit greendrop.com for a beautiful weed-free lawn. It's always beautiful outside with Green Drop. See, I feel like if you're the king of your yard, you don't need Green Drop because they're going to make you a king if you're not. Well, I think what the gist of the like the contest was going to be it was going to be you and me, and a, we're going to compete to see who's got the better. Is it are, are you the king, <laughs> or am I the king? Yeah. Who's the king of their yard? And then uh, that I'm squatting at my parents' house, waiting yeah. for a house to get finished. Yeah. And then there's no real no. details on how we give it away or what it is yeah. or or any of that. So, long story short, who cares? Right. Win the, yourself the, some green drop. The listeners are going to be winning on Thursday, and Brian Gibson is only one man. He's a great man. Last I saw very him was tall man. He was in a suite at uh, at the Saddle Dome. Mm-hmm. What a guy! I think we were shotgunning tall boys that day. Of all the mm. guys that own Green Drop that I know, he's mm-hmm. one of them. Also, the tallest guy I know that he's owns. He's very tall. Yeah. yeah, he's very tall. Uh, tomorrow is a Tuesday. We're uh, we're bruntless. Just one man. Bruntless tomorrow. Still Friendship Tuesday, though. But it is still. We Two got thirds uh, of Friendship Tuesday. Frank Saravalli, dailyfaceoff.com, and our NHL insider will join us. And, of course, our buddy Adnan Burke. Frank had a piece um, just dropped yesterday. How do the Flames find room for their free agents of the U and the R variety this offseason? We'll I, let him elaborate on that tomorrow. Well, I don't think it was his. I know it was at dailyfaceoff.com. I believe Chris Gear had the con had the uh Not, the story. Frank but owns the whole Yeah, thing. go to go to dailyfaceoff.com and you can read on that. And you know what? It's uh it is enlightening. Mm-hmm. It is enlightening because mm-hmm. they are going to there is going to be work to be done. Yeah. But I think a lot of people, a lot of naysayers will say that it's impossible. No, that there's gosh. no way they can do Come it. On. Well, you, have you seen what Vegas and Tampa have been able to pull off in the last two years? You're telling me this is impossible? It starts with one of the more forgotten things. Mm-hmm. The You get a million and a half back of Troy Brower's buyout money. Some of us have not forgotten that. That's dead cap money. This is the final year that a million and a half of that has been eaten up by that. Cap goes up by a million. Cap's going up by a million. Well, two and a half million. That's not nothing. 
That's probably Oliver Shillington's race. You got to work on magic panties, and then the, the big, big, big. You know what big though? Contracts. What what every team what you love to have is young guys in the, on the team, right? Young, fresh faced guys. Mm-hmm. You get ready for some Pelche next year. Trying to earn their keep. Rosie's gonna be here. Yeah, all of the Connor Mackey. Come on down. I wish we could have seen more of that guy. Well, next year's your year. <laughs> next year's gotta be your year. Yep. I do feel for. Uh, the heat. You feel for the heat. Might be a bit of a rebuild next year. Oh, nonsense. I can't believe we lost nine players to the big club this year. Hang a banner this year and uh, graduate some kids. Let's go. Um, now, now, and again, for the heat. Mm-hmm. First round bye. Yeah, so it's weird. The, the AHL is many different leagues. Uh, <laughs> some divisions play 68 games. Other divisions play into the 70s. Huh? It's um, each division has its own playoff format and different numbers of teams. So in the Pacific, they only play 68 games. There will be seven teams that make the playoffs. Two, seven, three, six, four, five play each other. One has the bye to the second round. That one team is stocked and they clinch that, I believe, with an extra time uh, loss in Abbotsford on the weekend. They're 44, 15, 5, and 2. 95 points, a 720 points percentage, the best mark in the American Hockey League. Wolf's been sensational. Phillips continues to be an elite AHLer. Pelche's had a monster 20-year-old campaign amongst uh, some others that you've heard of. Leading the team in scoring was Phillips, as you mentioned, 63 games, 30 goals, 67 points. Not much more you can prove at that level. Pelche, first-year pro, 27 goals, 62 points in 64 games. Uh, Godden has had some time here, 15 goals, 50 points. Yeah, and again, it's when you're looking at the American Hockey League, it really isn't, okay, Like here's how many points you have. How old are you? To do what Pelche's doing at 20 years of age is very, very uncommon. And guys that do it usually don't last this long because if you're doing this midseason, you're up. Like, ask Matt Boldy in Minnesota. Or, you know, the Buffalo Kid Quinn. Jack Quinn. So Daryl's philosophy is he's going to be a better player for me down the road if he's down there the whole year. And I think he's probably right. The other philosophy is he's been better than some of the wingers they've been using at a lot of junctures this season. And he could probably help this team this year. But you can't have both those philosophies, right? And and, it's, I, and I don't think I, one's wrong, one's right. I think they're both right to an extent. I think this team could be better with Pelche having been around it, knowing where he does or doesn't fit. But I also think Daryl's right. He's going to be a better player next year if he's a full season down and isn't worried about who's up, who's down, what's yeah, there, happening. There's no backward steps for Pelche this year. None of that. It's been a monster season. Fans would love to see it. And what, what, what is also true is that I, I have a feeling that Matt Boldy's probably a better player. I mean, Matt Boldy's had like five, six g- g- game point streaks. So he is a stud at the NHL level right no, now. No, but my point being is that there's only a few guys in the AHL at 20 years of age putting up ridiculous numbers, and it's been Rossi, Boldy, Quinn, Pelche, that class. He's the only one of them that hasn't come up. You mentioned Wolf, 2.33 goals against, 924 save percentage. 33 wins, 8 losses. He's making five pro hockey look time. easy. That's most kids his age, East Coast League. 
Well, it looks like most kids his age would be getting their learners. No, no, he just looks young. He's actually. Didn't he look cute on the bench there? Because, you know, the period's over and they show all the guys walking back to the dressing room. There's little Dave hey, Wolf. Hey, kid. Oh, look at it. Look at that. So cute. You said Dave Wolf? David Wolf? Yeah, I see. I'm an old man. Dustin Wolf. I miss Dave. I miss Dave, too. We never got enough Dave. God, he was good. You know what he was? He went back to play for Hamburg Freezers. He was thick. He was the tick boy. He was so tick. He's a perfect fourth liner. 6'2", 216, and I think that 216, I think we're over 220, if we're going to be honest with each other. Got into three games only. So I'll get the 220. Only three games. Sad. You're right. He did go back and play for the Freezers. You're going to make this stuff up? Damn it. I mean, sometimes I am, but. Well, I mean, I wasn't going to, right? You say it with enough authority and you say it loud enough. We loved him. If only because we could play the Airwolf theme. Mostly because of that. Yeah. But we still loved him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's time for what you want to talk about. Brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe. Operate your locks with the touch of your phone. Upgrade to smart locks with Calgary Lock and Safe. Visit calgarylockandsafe.com. You can text in. We... Uh, unless you've been blocked, we get them here, mm. and then we sift Not through. many people have been blocked. A lot of people worried about them being blocked. Not many have been blocked. Oh, I'll tell you what. I've blocked a lot of people. I blocked a zero in my time here. Yeah. It's been a big block party at times. You're just going full Dikembe Mutombo? Well, here's, and I've said this before. If you want to be uh, racist, chauvinistic, uh Trying to think of other things. Just, just don't be a don't be d bag. An, yeah, don't be a Richard. Don't be an over. Don't cross the line. And and we can we can all get along together. Uh, do you guys remember Luch scoring his first Calgary goal? I was there. The roof came off. It was awesome. I believe that was against the Buffalo Sabers, if I'm not mistaken. Because I believe well, I was there that night, and I know it was a big night for Luch, and I seem to think that was his first. Uh, Goodness, you remember that, eh? 19, it was a big deal, and he's right that. Uh, Everyone was so happy for Looch. It was a, it was a special night. Hmm. Do you guys know if the ticket pre-sales for season ticket holders only? When do playoff tickets go on sale to the public? They've clenched. Which means? I mean, if they don't have to announce their... I would expect very soon this gets going. I think if you were calling to look for season tickets for next year mm-hmm. they'd allow you to lock they'd in probably the you'd probably have an, an inside track on getting playoff tickets this year yeah, there's no home thought. games left here for the regular season but if you want to commit for next year we'd yeah, be happy to get true. you at the front of the queue for playoffs yeah you're right um can you speculate on what you would get if you traded kachuk at the end of the season just for fun no i, I mean like no a shirt load but don't do that and it's there's a lot of teams out there that would how, how do you even start how do you start that conversation? Milan Lucic, first of the year, 358 of the third period from Derek Ryan and Dylan Dubé, 4-1 Calgary over Buffalo. McCabe and Eichel would make it close. Milan's goal stands as the winner. How about that? This was on the... They played Buffalo twice in three games here. I know this is very important stuff. Look at this. Scene. December 5th. 
2019. A lady also won a car that night against Buffalo when Tobias Reeder scored in a minute to win it. I remember that as well. A minute to win it. Remember they do the, hey, uh, everybody, uh, it's, uh, hey, uh, uh, make some noise, have a t-shirt, right, that whole thing. Mm. Uh, it was like, we've got uh, Gladys. Gladys here. We're going to start the clock as soon as the puck drops, and if the Flames score a goal within mm. a minute, you're going to win a car. And Reader's Reader. second of the year, shorthanded 11-18 of the second. So maybe it was the first minute of the penalty kill? Does that sound right? Maybe. I don't know what it was. Yeah. But they had a minute. They had the clock ticking. Toby Reader scored. They were shorthanded. Didn't seem like he cared. It's like he was more impressed with scoring a shorty than getting that lady a car. No, what, was he going to get to drive it? Why would he care? Um, I want to talk about patio beers as it's going to be oh. hot today. Where can I get drunk on a roof? Boy, there's uh, a lot of good places all of a sudden. I find most establishments have roofs. So Yeah, the ones that are licensed and have seating, that's going to be... Generally for me is I get drunk and then climb on a roof, not the other way around where I get on a roof and then get drunk, but it can happen. Boy, it was nice and hot yesterday. Buddy's sending me pictures and patios. Yeah. Like, stop it. I'm in no condition. Uh, yeah, Pinder, it was the first minute of the penalty kill for that goal. My Thank son's you. favorite memory from, from that Flames game. And from that year, there wasn't... Mm-hmm. I guess yeah. they'd be Winnipeg in the bubble. That would have been it. Uh, morning, gents. I really enjoyed the pocket dog convo this morning. Thank you. You're welcome. We're at our best when we're breaking down condiments on hot dogs. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's talk about the... No, let's not be mean. A lot of people just want to be mean to people. Mm. Fellas! <laughs> Ketchup is a French fry condiment, not a meat condiment. Say no to ketchup on your burgers and hot dogs. Figure it out. I actually like that take, and I'm not much of a ketchup at all guy, but if you've got fries, it's like, yeah, I'll dunk a couple. Yeah. Now, question, mm. is it a indictment of the fries that you're having that you can't just enjoy them as? No. Some of the best fries on planet Earth, you still want to dunk in some ketchup. Okay. Or if you're in Belgium, mayonnaise. All right. When in Rome. Is it supposed to be nice today? I don't even look at... Uh, I biked today, so... You did? You got your... Yeah, went to go take a vehicle to work and could not find the keys. So I thought, well, it's a good day for a bicycle ride, isn't it? <laughs> and it was. It was only yeah, zero yeah, or one yeah. when I came yeah. tumbling down the hill there. I'm really liking that fourth line of Lewis, Lucic, and Richie. I hope that stays together for the playoffs. What's your thoughts? I'm fine with it. High of 18 today. That's my thoughts. Ooh, love that. That uh, that line, no fun. Keep your feet moving, boys. They come at you, and to your point, if you're going to sit behind your net and screw around with it, you're going to have somebody in your grill pretty quick. That's right. Uh, ketchup is dog and dog only. Fries are good with just salt. I don't know. I... I'm kind of with good you fries on are good that. fries. You can you can go wherever you want. I'm not saying you need ketchup with fries, but people use ketchup too much to begin with here. Okay, let's acknowledge that. And I don't get it. I really like don't. My get kid's it. six. I get it. Grownups, I don't get it. Yeah. You having that with steak and putting it on eggs? Get out of here. Uh, people say you don't wear that, or please say you don't wear that whole cyclist garb while you ride. Do you have your padded shorts and your your? No, no. I just have a big old helmet. That's all. Your unitard? 
No. Do, do you wear your... Uh, I have a t-shirt and pants. Cuts down on wind drag. That mop of yours must slow you down a good 5, 6K an hour. Try to tuck it up and under the helmet. Uh, I need to get in the field, but this weather makes me want to take off and hit the golf course. Mm-hmm. Can you do both? Get a little work in, then head to the course. Because if you do it the other way, you're going to have some beers and you're not because you're, you're not going to get any work done. Boys at Speargrass will be flying today, but yeah. Uh, what rink food do you hope would come to the dome that are at other rinks? I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, I'll say this: the 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 dome is very much. Um, the food is of the air of the building. A lot of the newer rinks will have, you know, what very you trendy about? food and like things you'll find at restaurants nearby. It's it's a very stadium menu at the Dome. See, I'm not debating you. But I'm I, not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying it is what it is. But you're, I you're will, not going for high-end food there. There's a lot of new buildings. You can get some high-end food. But I will say if I go to a football, hockey, baseball game, I'm not ordering the... F- You're not the, getting the f- sushi? No, I'm not. I mean, have you tried? The thing is here, you don't really have those options because you got the dump and you got that place. Like, like when you... No, no. When you like you go to Seattle to a Mariners game, I was not getting the Ichi rolls. I wasn't doing it. You're getting the onion blossom thing or the garlic thing, garlic whatever fries. they got. Yeah. Oh, God, are they good. So I don't know. I don't need uh, frou-frou grub at, at a sporting event. That's that's fair. But so again, give me a burger, give me a dog, give me a Spolumbo. The question isn't what Dean wants at the sporting event. The question is, so these seats that we're going to charge 300 a night oh. for, what do those people want to eat? Because we're going to need to keep taking money out of their wallets if we want to you know, give Johnny this extension, right? That's what matters. Not like fat boy on free tickets, right? If I'm having 10 beers at the Dome, I don't want a fusion taco. I want a pocket dog. That's fair. I'm telling you, it fits. Like it's, I have no problem with what they're doing there. It all fits. I like that rink. It's old. It's very functional. Mm-hmm. It's going to be electric this spring. Yep. This is, we're not talking about Nassau here, okay? This isn't Northlands in Edmonton or Rectal or whatever they were calling it for a while. Okay, you. Skyreach. What? What's coming up in the next hour? Well... Daryl had a good old chat with the media yesterday, Did so he? we're going to have a good old listen. Nice. Three yeah. games left in the year, all on the road. Home half is done. And we're, what, eight days away from game one of the playoffs at the Dome, it sounds like. I'm okay with that. Game one, Dean. Is everyone ready for it? I think we will be by the time we're there. Home slate, like it's going to be okay. Got a week to figure things out. And I think they've figured, everyone's figured out most of it. I mean, who are they playing? And when are tickets and on sale and all that? People want to know, okay, is it this night or that? And who we got? Mm-mm. Call W. Brett Wilson to get on his jet to go to Nashville if it's them. And if it's not, you got to fly to Dallas, whatever. How big, how big is that jet? I'd love to get on that know. jet. Yeah, I have no idea. God. I think it's going to be Nashville. Dallas can do some favors if they want to beat Vegas tomorrow night. That'll lock them in as a playoff team, and it sets them up to finish with what I think is a pretty favorable last pair. Yeah. So here, I'll pull it up. All right. So they got Vegas tomorrow, big one, obviously, and then it's Arizona, Anaheim. 
So we haven't loved Dallas's form, but if they could win tomorrow, they could get into wild card one. And it's a must win for Vegas. Yes, they cannot make the playoffs if they lose that game in regulation. Regulation win or else. So um, maybe they will be wound tight. Yeah. What you want to talk about? Brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe. Your experts in automatic door service repairs and replacements. Visit CalgaryLockAndSafe.com. Yes. Other factor that Nashville uh, schedule. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Calgary tomorrow at home. Yeah. Then to Denver. Where Bednar says they got a, some things to work on. So you're saying Nashville could be. I'm saying Dallas yeah, has yeah. got the easier schedule. Gotcha. Not really up for debate. But Dallas has been the most consistent group. But yeah, let's 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 get through this. Do you week. want Dallas or Nashville, or do you care? Uh, I don't. I know like, you, it feels like Nashville. I kind of agree with you, but but would you? Geez, I wish this was Dallas here. Sorrow scares me a little. I don't know. I feel I feel like I don't want Dallas, but everyone I talk to is like, no, no, you're, they're a one line team, and Ottinger and Net. You don't need to, which is probably the case. So I don't Some know scary if I name bars on that team though, right? If I, you know what it is? It feels like every time the Flames play. Joe Pavelski, he scores. He's celebrating some big goal. He's tipping a puck in in front. Mm, but did. I do think I probably am still fixated on that Corey Perry, that Corey Perry team. It just felt like two years ago in the bubble. Heiskanen was really good, and Klingberg from the point, and then Ben. Ben Sagan, Radulov. Ben knocks Kachuk out of the series. If those guys want to play like their name bars, then it's scary, but they just haven't. Gurianov comes out of nowhere, like and he's a force. Just scores goals, that's all he does. So I don't know. I feel like it's more... I feel like it, I'd, I'd rather go toe-to-toe with With, with the Nashville, Tanner Genoas of the world? I don't know. The Borvieskis? That's going to be a mucky series. I'll tell you that right now. If it's yeah. Nashville-Calgary, muck. Yeah. Sorry, right. this team's built to muck. I got Daryl coaching. I'm just hoping to get to Nashville. Because if they play Dallas, there's no way I'm getting to Nashville. It's called W. Brett. Send him a DM here shortly. That's going to do it. We'll see you tomorrow, buddies.